You're listening to Advisors on Call. This is the Advisors on Call podcast with fiduciary wealth manager and founder of Advisors on Call, Greg Ramirez. I'm Cheryl White. Greg, you know, we often talk about the importance of diversification in our portfolios. At its most basic level, does diversification simply mean don't put all your eggs in one basket? Simplified, yes. That's what that means. Okay. Now, obviously... I'm not going to keep it that simple for you guys because when you're dealing with someone's retirement plan, you want to be as diversified as possible. I know sometimes during the radio show, I say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. One of the most appalling things that I see is when someone has 100% stock, and I'm talking not just stock, I'm talking in one company. That's not diversification, folks. First of all, there's different vehicles for diversification. Then there's different investments for diversification. So there's different ways you're going to want to look at that. The easiest way is one, if you have a brokerage account, you have an IRA, you have a 401k plan, your diversification is going to be to make sure that within those funds, you have equity, you have large cap, you have small cap, you have stable value funds, you've got blended funds, you have alternative investment funds. That's diversification. Then when it comes to the product mix, do you have a Roth IRA? Do you have a regular IRA? Do you have a 401k? Do you have a non-qualified annuity? Do you have long-term care? Do you have life insurance? Do you have a simplified issue, a long-term care combo annuity insurance product? These are all the things that you want to look at in the portfolio. Do you have alternative investments? Do you have 1031s? TST 1031s if you're taking property or real estate that you own to put it into an investment. These are all things that are very important that you need to look at. That's diversification, and that's the importance of it. If you have alternative investments, when I talk about alternative investments, folks, there's many different types of alternative investments. Tax mitigation strategies. There's conversions for Roths. If you're looking for income, having diversification. We're not going to just give you one alternative. There's going to be four or five, depending on what you're looking for and depending on how big your portfolio is. Now, is it possible to be stretched too thin, to have too many investments, or is that the goal? No, that is true. We're not going to have 50 different classes. I mean, when I see portfolios coming from a bank or a wirehouse program, and I see that they're in a third-party money manager program, I see over 100 to 200 stock holdings. And we're talking maybe an $800,000 portfolio. You don't need to have 100 to 200 stock holdings because it's so diversified that if a couple of those stocks move, you're not going to see much of a move because it's so diversified. What we do here at Advisors on Call, we like to have a mix of about maybe 10 to 20 stocks. Then we have alts, then we have interval funds. And some of the stocks, the equities that we have, we can also use ETFs or we may even use mutual funds. We're going to be a lot less diversified or, or should I say over diversified because we're still diversified. To me, 100 to 200 holdings is over diversified. You don't need that. You're not going to, but then you have to remember banks and wirehouses are doing the CYA because so they're going to over diversify. That's why you don't see that much growth in those programs. But here we have diversification, but you're going to see growth because you're not going to have over 100 to 200 holdings. Well, Greg, you might think this next question is too simple, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What is the value of diversification? What does that really do for me? Having diversification lowers the amount of risk in your portfolio, which is key for anybody. I've talked about in the past about that lady I had that worked for the aerospace company, and she was going to retire within nine months or less, and she got greedy because she wanted an extra 4% on her return when she was well up over 20%. And then the uh, aerospace company, there was a uh, something that was negative that happened in the news where the stock went down 40%. She lost 40%. She couldn't retire. She had to wait four more years for the stock to come back up. 
had she had proper diversification and maybe only had 10 or 15% in the stock and had it all allocated elsewhere in different investment vehicles, she could have retired within the nine months like she wanted to instead of having to work another four waiting for that stock to recover. Uh-huh. That's the importance of diversification I and see. timing. And timing, exactly. Which brings me to my next question. How often should you revisit or reevaluate your diversification? You should look at it from a quarterly basis because what happens from one quarter to another can be huge. For example, this year, the first month of January was excellent for stock returns. The average return was up 10%. Now, what did the month of February do? We were down. We weren't up. So we actually gave up about 3% of those returns. You have to look and evaluate. If you're up 10%, maybe you should take that 10% you made off the table. You know, evaluate on a quarterly basis, I think is good, but also being actively able to look at the man, you know, actively managing. We don't want to be day trading by no means. We're not going to be trading every day, but a quarterly basis and being active. I and mean, if there's some big things happening, if, you know, like I said, if Russia uses a nuke in, in Ukraine, obviously you're going to make some big changes in your portfolio. You're going to stay away from those growth stocks. You're going to go with things that are stable value and fixed because of the uncertainty that's going to be created if that event was to occur. Greg, does diversification change as you get closer to and into retirement? Yes. Because what will happen is that you're going to start becoming more conservative. As we age, the amount of risk that we can take on decreases because we have less time to make up for if there was a mistake. So what I normally see is that, you know, in our 20s and 30s, maybe 100% equities, 90% equities. As we get to our 40s, it becomes about 70-30. As we get in our 50s, it could still stay around 70-30. But then you start seeing investment vehicles like insurance being added to our portfolio. Maybe that's insurance with cash value. Maybe those are annuities that we didn't have before. Clearly, by our 60s, our range of risk is actually going to be less because we're that much closer to retirement. You know, in our 60s, if we're going to retire at 68, that's only eight years to work. Eight years goes by very quickly. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. I have a client. She's 60 years old right now. She's got about a million dollars. And the problem is that it's all in equities. And she has about five different 401k plans. She only has 25% of the assets with me. So we only have 250. And I told her, I said, hey, why are you cheating on me? Why, why do those people, <laughs> and, and nobody's managing them. They're left at 401k plans. You know what she told me? She goes, Greg, I'm so busy. I don't have time to move it. She goes, but I know I need to do something. She goes, and I'm at an age because she's 60. She goes, I don't want to lose what I've accumulated. So in her case, we made a recommendation for an annuity that would give her a guaranteed income base to have an inflation rider because of the interest rates right now. They're very attractive. And she wants to be more conservative. And this is a client that was pretty aggressive because I've known her for over 20 years. I met her when she was 40. Now she wants to be conservative. She's like, Greg, I don't have time to make mistakes and I don't want to lose what I have. So we made that recommendation to, to put about $200,000 away. We also made a recommendation for some alternatives that were not correlated to the market so that we can bring down her ratio of the amount of risk that she has been taking compared to what she's going to have now because her mindset has changed where she wants to be more conservative. So we made those recommendations and thankfully she went with it, even though she blew us off for a couple of weeks, but because she was busy with work. And here's another example. Folks, work's important, but you know what's more important? Your portfolio. So take the time and effort to make those decisions because the day or two that you may take to make a longer decision, the market could change immediately and you could lose 10 or 15%. So when you want to do something, do it quickly. Could you summarize for us, Greg? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but can you summarize how important it is to have a diversified portfolio? 
On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 10. It's very important. If we were to have a catastrophic event in the market, and the better diversified you are, the better off you're going to be in the future. I'll give you an example. During 2008, if you weren't well diversified, you lost 30 to 40%. One of the things that I can say, my clients were saved because I had proper diversification. I saw where the market was going. And I know people can say, oh yeah, Greg, that's because it's after the fact. No, no, this, this is a true story. My clients actually were up and did not lose money because I went to cash because I saw everything that was being done in 08. I was like, this can't continue, this can't continue. Now, yeah, clients are getting mad at me because I wasn't in the market. But when it did happen, people thanked me. They said, you know, Greg, I don't know what you saw, but I just want to thank you because my friends lost 30 or 40%. And now because of the loss that happened, we took advantage of it because we were sitting in cash. My clients made very good returns. Now, having proper diversification is very important because if you didn't have all your eggs in one basket, you were fine. But those that had 100% equities, they lost big. So you want to make sure you have all the proper asset classes and you want to make sure it matches to your age and risk tolerance. Like I said, the older you get, you start becoming more conservative and you want to save your nest egg. You may want to put 20% in insurance. You want to look at having, you know, those 20% in alts, 20% in interval funds, and then the 20% in equities. But according to how you are, we have to make a portfolio to matches what you want. But yes, diversification on a scale of one to 10, it's a 10. Thanks, Greg. This is the Advisors On Call podcast with Greg Ramirez. You can also stream our weekly program on KABC. It's every Saturday at 10 a.m. And for previous shows, visit our website, advisorsoncall.com. Look for media. It's at the top of the page and then click on radio show for on-demand replays. We know life is busy, but anytime you have a question about your retirement, drop us a message online at advisorsoncall.com. Investment advisory services are offered through Greg Ramirez at Advisors on Call, a state-registered investment advisor. Advisors on Call and this radio station are not affiliated. The investment ideas and financial vehicles discussed here should not be considered personalized investment advice, nor are these recommendations to buy or sell any particular investment or product. And the information you hear should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should first consult with competent tax, legal, accounting, and other professionals regarding the applicability and suitability of any investment ideas. Certain investment ideas contain substantial risk, are illiquid, and may only be appropriate for accredited investors. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. None are offered or sold through Greg Ramirez at Advisors on Call. Comments regarding a particular client's experience may or may not be the same as another client's experience. Do not guarantee future investment success and should not be indicative that any client or prospective client will experience the same or a higher level of investment performance.